global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update is brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures and learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. Futures are now little change with S&P E-mini futures down a point. Dow E-mini futures up six and NASDAQ E-mini futures down seven. The DAX in Germany is down eight tenths percent. Ten-year treasury down nine thirty seconds. The yield one point seven eight percent. Yield on the two-year point seven six percent. NYMEX crude oil down three tenths percent or ten cents to thirty three twenty nine a barrel. COMEX gold up six tenths percent or seven dollars twenty cents at twelve seventeen thirty an ounce. The euros at a dollar ten oh four, the yen at one twelve. And that's a Bloomberg business flash. Tom and Mike. Thank you, Karen. It is election day again, yet again. This time it is the Nevada Republican caucuses underway, or they will be uh, when people wake up out there. Good morning, Las Vegas. And good morning to Chuck Todd. He's the host of NBC's Meet the Press. You can hear it Sundays here on Bloomberg Radio, 11 o'clock and 3 o'clock. Chuck, uh, did you manage to scam a trip to Vegas for this uh, so you can report on this? Well, I, I was in Vegas last week. Like this, I don't want people to get their hopes up. This is the um, the Nevada Republican Party uh, last year took three days to count thirty three thousand uh, ballots. I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not very confident that we're going to know much tonight. So anybody that thought about staying up to watch coverage tonight, um, I know my bosses won't like me saying this, but it isn't worth it. Just <laughs> just uh, get up in the morning. Um, Turn on Bloomberg Radio and and, and uh, find out what happened. And, and, and find out what happened. There you go. He's got it down. The, 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 the shameless plug. Um, is this going to matter in the long run? Uh, given that Nevada, Nevada won't matter a bit unless unless somehow Trump loses. Is there any chance right? of that then at this would, point? I mean, he uh, owns a casino you know, out there. He's you know, or his name. The is only reason I think way. there's a chance is this is such an arcane. Nobody knows about it, and and meaning you know it had a. It had some paltry turnout four years ago. Marco Rubio is the only person that's organized. So, you know, it's the last test that's all about organization more than popularity. So, look, I, I know everybody assumes Trump's going to win. And, I, you know, if just the casual if casual people show up, he will. But, you know, I wouldn't – I'd be surprised but not shocked if somehow Rubio won. I want to stay on the Republicans for a moment and uh, talk about Super Tuesday. The narrative on the Democratic side is we go into the Super Tuesday southern states, you bring in the minority voters, and that helps Hillary Clinton. We go into Super Tuesday, we bring in the minority voters to the extent they vote in the Republican primaries. How does that affect the Donald and or uh, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz? Well, there are not that many minority voters voting in the Republican primaries. Um Outside of Florida and Texas, there is a, a chunk of the Hispanic vote uh, in both states uh, that will show up in Texas, you know, 10, 15 percent, but not not a significant amount to have to have much of an impact mm-hmm. uh, on the Republican side. I mean, it, it, it's just it's just the nature of the Republican electorate right now. But uh, going into Super Tuesday, look, I, I think Super Tuesday is more about trying to figure out if you're Marco Rubio, you're. you're 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 secretly hoping for Trump to win at least one state, and that state is Texas, because the, the it cleanest takes way Cruz, yeah, yeah, yeah. it takes out yeah. Cruz. The cleanest way for Rubio to get yeah. into his one-on-one is to get Cruz out of this, and the fastest way to to sort of yeah. force Cruz out 
is to embarrass them, uh, is to basically say, hey, you couldn't even win your home state. It's time to go. Right. Chuck, what you do so well is a national minutia. Uh, Mr. Kasich enjoying the Sandy Spring City Hall last night in Newt Gingrich's Georgia. I remember Newt four years ago. I guess he took Georgia. Tell me about adjacency in the Super Tuesday states. We understand Mr. Sanders and adjacency to New Hampshire. Does Mr. Rubio have adjacency with Georgia, or is he as just foreign there as Mr. Trump? Yeah, it's just as foreign there. And that part of that is because, it, look, it only helps if you share media markets, right? Vermont and New Hampshire actually share media markets. People that live in Vermont watch New Hampshire television, vice versa. Yeah. Um, that That's why you get that neighboring state thing helps. Ditto with Massachusetts, New Hampshire, things like that. That doesn't exist really with Florida and Georgia. I mean, outside of Jacksonville, you know, that that is a shared media once market. Once a year in October. Tallahassee. And once, right, it's the largest cocktail party. And it's really only yeah, about exactly. a college football game than anything else. So, um, no, there, there isn't that sort of, uh, that sort of impact, um, particularly Florida, just because Florida has got so many uh, of its own unique media markets. So that isn't, that isn't going to help him. Look, what Rubio needs Actually, what Rubio needs right now is Kasich to get out. Kasich right. is arguably a bigger problem for him going into Super Tuesday than Cruz. Eventually, he needs Cruz out of the way. But Kasich is in the way right now. Well, one of the problems there is that Kasich, uh, while Rubio piles up the political endorsements, Kasich's piling up the money announcing a series of hedge fund uh, helpers over the last couple of days. Well, we'll see if, he, if it's real. I mean, you know, he's had a few people, but how big are the checks are they going to write? Are they writing $5 million yeah. checks or are they writing $250,000 checks for that super PAC? Yeah. That's a big difference. Chuck, what is the distinctive feature of this Super Tuesday? I mean, I went back and I skimmed the history of them back to, I believe it was 1976 is when we started this ballet. You were there, I know, covering all 47 <laughs> states, whatever it was. But it's Super Tuesday. I get the Southern thing, Massachusetts, Bernie's going to do this. Is the so what that we're a lot smarter on Super Wednesday the day after? Well, I mean, I think the, I mean, if you say what's the distinguishing characteristic of this one is that it's back to being distinct, uh, mostly Southern. You know, the whole Super Tuesday started as a Southern idea, uh, was back when Southern Democrats were looking for a way to stop yeah. liberal from getting the Democratic nomination. So back, back in the day, that was its original origin. It was about stopping the, doing, trying to come up with a strategy to, mm-hmm. To get the Bill Clintons of the world, or at the time Chuck Robb, who was a rising star in Virginia at the time, give them an opportunity to pile up delegates. But it's never, the irony is that it never worked out that way, um, when when they did it. And, and it's not going to work out this time. This time, Super Tuesday was an attempt by conservatives as a way to, to, to cement right. a conservative alternative. And it was supposed to be Ted Cruz's day, and it's not going to Right, be. Mike, I know you want to get back to serious politics, but I got a, a critically important question from Mr. Todd. Are you using the word liberal or progressive now? There's a shift going on, oh, isn't there? Oh, that's interesting. Look, I, mm-hmm. I, I interchange it when I describe the left of the, of the party. My feeling is I'm always one of those. I, I call people by what they want to be called by. You know, okay. if people want to be called pro-life in the abortion movement and pro-choice in the abortion movement, then call them pro-life and pro-choice. I know there's this argument in journalism communities, oh, it's anti-abortion rights activists, it's pro-abortion rights activists. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, look, if people want to be called progressive instead of liberal, fine. If you want to be called conservative instead of moderate, fine. You know, that it, it, you call people what they want to be called, and the left of the Democratic Party okay. wants to be called progressive. Okay. <laughs> and some people uh, get mad if you don't call them progressive. Um, 
let's talk about that side of the party and the race, uh, the Super Tuesday race. Uh, how much? Uh, obviously, Bernie Sanders is going to have the money to compete, but how much competition is he actually going to? Uh, well, actually, know, I'm. I'm a, he's he's got less money than I expected. He's been out raising her, but he uh, he he spent more than I. He's, we went through more money than he should have in January. He burned through a lot of cash. Um, that's money that right now could be spent making a Virginia or a Texas more competitive. And this is the mistake that I think he's made. He's not playing to win on Super Tuesday. He's just playing to accumulate 40% of the delegates. And that's fine. He's going to be able to accumulate 40% of the delegates. And that's not a bad, that's not a bad showing if you think about where Bernie Sanders was nine months ago. But if you're playing to win the nomination, you're going to have to beat her in a place like Texas or Virginia or Tennessee or Georgia, the four biggest states. Before, you know, and, and I, I would argue that Tennessee, Virginia, Texas, look, none of them demographically are ideal for Sanders. But those three have um, African-American electors that are under 40 percent. So it's it's something that he should be making a more of an effort to do. And he's not. Yeah, I've heard the the Sanders campaign say, well, Michigan is where we can really do well a week later. because uh, By then, that's 13 yeah. states late. And, and, yeah, and, and, and I try. Under the rules of the Democratic Party, especially with the superdelegates already in Hillary's camp, uh, then it becomes impossible math almost. Well, forget, let's just set the superdelegates aside. She's going to build a lead without superdelegates. And then the superdelegates are the icing. And that, that, that's, of course, the only way really to, to, yeah. to use the superdelegates. You can't, you know, superdelegates aren't, aren't going to stick with you if you're not winning. But uh, she's, she's going to build a small but durable lead within the next 10 days, and and he won't be able to catch her. Chuck Todd, thank you very much. We'll check yeah, in with you next week. Uh, it'll be Super Tuesday. Um, that's going to be fascinating. It's going to be a very interesting day because it could go a very long yeah. way to determining how this whole race plays out. Mike, what do we make of the Japanese yen? One eleven eighty nine. If you full fold it right, figure. it's origami. Um, yeah, real, well, it's origami monetary policy. I thought maybe. it was. I don't uh, know what to make of it. I thought it was interesting uh, to, uh, earlier today when you were talking about the possibility of of parity on the on the yen. That that it would be certainly the yeah. worst nightmare for uh, Abenomics. But uh, we heard from Kuroda, the central bank governor, Kuroda-san, overnight uh, suggesting that maybe monetary policy can't do it all, or at least QE can't do it all, and they may go even more negative, uh, use interest rates to try to get some movement there, drop the uh, yeah. drop the yen. Yeah, there's some real interesting nuances out there. No, I don't want to get hysterical this morning because it's not that look. But nevertheless, there's subtleties on the Bloomberg screen. Futures negative three, Dow futures negative 12. Oil, a churn and flat now all over the place this morning. 33.25 on American West Texas Intermediate. Michael McKeon, Tom Keen, bonus another hour of Bloomberg surveillance.